Cape Talk. A worldview from London with Adam Gilchrist. Yeah, very, very strong emotions from either side in the Palestinian-Israeli conflict here in South Africa. Rebecca Davis has an article on the Daily Maverick today about how this, this is an issue about which most South Africans have an opinion and a strong one. South Africans care much more about Israel and Palestine than they do about Russia and Ukraine, for example. Adam Gilchrist with us now, and obviously, Adam, any worldview anywhere in the world is going to be focused at the moment on the um, the response by the Israelis to the invasion, if uh, one can call it that, by Hamas on Saturday. Yes, and I think one aspect in particular, because there are, of course, a lot of things to talk about, but one aspect is the human shield aspect. Uh, the nerves jangle at the idea of civilians and soldiers taken hostage. Um, the death toll, of course, is is one thing, but we still only have this rough figure of about 100 people or so who may have been bundled into vans or pickup trucks or slung across the back of motorbikes after the Hamas attack on the music festival. And we know that there were children, uh, women, the elderly and the disabled amongst those who were taken, also of many different nationalities. Just from a UK perspective, it's thought that 10 British nationals may be among that 100 or so. But again, that those numbers are not specific. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jonathan Conricus from the Israeli Defense Force says, some are alive, some are presumed dead. I thought it was rather matter-of-fact the way he put that, but anyway. On top of this, we know there have been two other siege and hostage situations in a town and the kibbutz. Those are now over, but people taken from their homes. Plus, a different kind of siege, I suppose. It's the aerial bombardment of Gaza in retaliation. Hell on Earth is one doctor in Gaza City called it. I mean, frankly, I suppose I'm not surprised, but it is a terrifying chaos and chaos just absolutely seems to be the thing. How we make sense of chaos is always very difficult. And uh, talking about chaos, but it's of a different kind uh, caused by nature, as it were. The Afghan earthquake Mm -hmm. tragedy continues to provide some heartbreaking stories. Yes, I suppose because the worst hit parts are in the middle of nowhere or a long way from uh, other parts of civilization. And because of what's happened in Israel, Gaza, therefore, I wonder how many people have noticed this earthquake. It's sort of, there. oh, yeah, there's been an earthquake in Afghanistan, 6.3 magnitude earthquake, not the most powerful. But the fact is, it hit an area where a lot of the towns and villages are built out of quite flimsy material in many cases i mean almost literally mud huts and so we're talking about flattened villages in herat province as many as 500 houses destroyed roads blocked communications down aren't they always hundreds injured and needing aid and again we're talking about the taliban's afghanistan so the needing aid thing is comes loaded with all sorts of housing ifs and wherefores. And we know that at least a thousand people have been killed. I think the UN is putting the figure probably closer to 2000 now, at least that's an estimate. And the worst affected communities are these communities okay, okay. who are, are in flimsy villages as it were. And this is already an Afghanistan with poor medical facilities, hospitals struggling to care for the injured. I mean, it's um, it's still mind-boggling, isn't it, how, how, how people can cope or people try to cope digging at the rubble with their bare hands, as, as many now are. 
And Adam, um, people have been wondering for a while now at what point democracy is going to be undermined by the developing capabilities of generative AI. And, you know, one can argue that previous elections have already been influenced by things like Cambridge Analytica. But we've got to the point now where um, AI lies might well have impacted an election. Yes, I'm going to make a, a, a bit of a case here for, as it were, mainstream media for you and I, John, that basically people are turning away or have in some cases turned away from mainstream media and getting their news from other places. And those other places are now awash with even more fake news. I mean, forget any agendas and political agendas. The fact is, AI uh, representations of the Labour leader in the UK, Sakir Starmer, have appeared, two of them, whereby it looks like Sakir Starmer is lambasting his staff over something, having a right go, verbally abusing them, essentially. And then number two, it appears that he is criticising the city of Liverpool, something Boris Johnson once did to his cost. Both of these are completely fake. They're so-called deep fake AI-enhanced computer generations. And it's been sounded out. It's been They've been called fakes. There'll still be some people somewhere who still believe them, but there's time enough for that. Recently in Slovakia, though, there was a, a fake video of one of their political leaders talking about rigging the election. This happened close to the election. He didn't win. Maybe he wouldn't have won anyway. Working the figures out is very, very hard. But the point is, is that with all the important elections coming up, and I guess the US presidential election particularly we might look at, if this deep fake AI stuff comes out, and it really does look like it's secure or whoever talking, if it were Joe Biden or Donald Trump talking, and it was deep fake, if it comes out at the wrong time, then there's not time to refute it and say to people, it's fake, it'll just be there in the consciousness. And that is the concern. And it doesn't exist on mainstream media, it exists out there on social media. So careful how we tread, I would suggest. Thanks, Adam. Back with another Worldview tomorrow morning.